0: jolly holiday happy holidays from
1: the whiskey underground
0: good evening everyone happy holidays merry christmas it is december 16 2019 and we are here to drink some more from the single cask whiskey advent calendar brand. What's happening, Scott? Hey, you know what? It's it's time for a dram. It's time for our daily dram. Always, our daily dram for the past sixteen always days. Always time for for a daily dram. It's been it's been a lot what of fun doing this. What are we get this? on day
1: sixteen? I don't know. I don't know if we've had a bourbon yet. We've had a shit ton of scotch. One rye.
0: Yeah. Lots of lots of scotch actually, and I think it's because. Lots of scotch, uh, you know, it's, it's weird. The well, single cast thing does exist in the United States where um, we have single cast for a, a store. They do a store pick. Um, but for some reason, the single cast thing seems to be more prevalent in Scotland where independent bottlers will buy out Scottish whiskey and, uh, and, and kind of do their thing. We did have that one from the British Bourbon Barrel Society, whatever that was. It was a Ragtime Rye. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 So it had
1: two rides. Okay, two rides. Two rides, yeah. We- well, let's pull number 16. All right, what do we got day here? 16. See where day
0: 16 is at. Ta- hey, we have a scotch as old as me. What? Yeah. Holy balls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is, all right, so fair warning. This is the oldest scotch I have ever tasted to date.
1: Oh, me too. No doubt. This is wait. This is a blender single malt, did not it? Say? It's a
0: single grain. Well, it's a single, single grain. single grain. So this is Cameron well, Bridge. That, that
1: seems very. Uh, that seems very fucking not forthcoming.
0: Well, ca- that canvas we had was a single grain as well. Okay. So this is Cambridge, uh, Cameron Bridge. I want to say Cambridge. It's Cameron Bridge, 36-year-old mm-hmm. from 1982, the year I was born. So the same year this that this was distilled is the same year that I was welcomed into the world. Uh, Cask 8289 from Bartel's Whiskey. So Bartel's Whiskey is the single uh, bottler. It is Cameron Bridge is the largest grain distillery in Europe. So um, if you ever seen, um, they're part of the Hague Club. You know uh, Hague Club Whiskey? Um, from Robert Haig. Cambridge Bridge sits on the River 11 just about 15 miles north of Edinburgh. So it's a uh, it's a Highland malt or a, a Speyside malt, really. Um, but it is uh, it is 36 years old and the color on this one for a 36 old whiskey is pretty light. Yeah. So, you'd expect it darker.
1: Before we open this, I'm going to give you a couple bad newses bad news bad news bears let me have it bad news bears so one this is from um the largest grain distillery in europe so basically mgp europe yep yes it is um and it was taken from a single cask filled in february like you said uh 82 um but the it had 100 only 192 bottles of this exist uh, but the price, the selling price, is for a 36-year-old whiskey, is 77 pounds. So about 100 bucks. 100 bucks for a 36-year-old whiskey. If this
0: was McAllen, this would be ten uh, thousand like dollars. Oh shit, twenty grand. <laughs> twenty grand, yeah. yeah. If this was McAllen, we yeah. we wouldn't we wouldn't be uh, tasting maybe this. maybe t- maybe in between ten and twenty. Yeah. So. Te- technically, it's... Uh, actually, I, I misspoke. Technically, it's Lowland. Um, it's like on the border of Speyside and Lowland. So technically, okay. it's Lowland. But yeah, uh, you're right. It is I'm, the MGP uh, of of Scotland. I'm interested
1: because just... I mean, I don't think I've ever tasted anything with 36 years as the no. age statement. And, on and it. like uh. even
0: even if it's MGP of Scotland, whatever... 36 years ago distilling traditions were different. So I'm kind of interested to see like what the difference is between then and now. It's weird to drink a whiskey as old as me.
1: Yeah, it is. Man. I'm trying to think if I've consumed any
0: really cereal really, really
1: grainy notes. This age, but no. I think, I think McAllen Mac- 30 is the oldest thing. Th- McAllen 30 and Balvini 30 are the oldest thing I've ever had.
0: The oldest I've had is McAllen 25. The yeah. oldest thing we own in the Speakeasy right now is 21. Well, yeah, and I can't say that because like we have some dreams of McAllen M, but that's a blend and there is there is like 50 year old whiskey in there but it's the but it's yeah not, but it's not 50 year old whiskey
1: Man um I mean it smell it smells delightful it smells fruity cinnamon ginger
0: Sponge cakey, yeah,
1: like fruit cakey. Yeah,
0: fruit cake. Fruit cake is where I go. The, you know, perfect for December. It's ta- it smells like fruit cake. Um, the, the uh, grain uh, notes surprisingly zero zero wood. Yeah, no wood at all. There is the cereal notes, the like the grain notes, um, like the barley notes. The, the, uh, there's got to be barley. It's got to be
1: just, there was just th- barley. <laughs> just 36, 36 years in stainless steel.
0: Stainless
1: steel? <laughs> I said. I said that. Well, How's there no wood? Was this thirty-six years in stainless steel? Well, there's a slight. But it's not. I mean, no. It said. It, it said it's in. Um, I mean, it said single, it's a single. single cask filled in February, but it doesn't tell you what kind of cask it
0: was. It. There's nothing Here's like the thing,
1: 30, 36 years ago. There wasn't a massive bourbon market, so this is probably not a bourbon fill.
0: Oh no! It's probably an ex-bourbon barrel. Because that's probably what they would have been using. Yeah, but uh, thirty six years ago, bourbon wasn't bourbon wasn't no no bur- No, but but I mean it's a round. But I'm saying it wasn't like no. But traditionally, traditionally, uh, scotch is aged in ex bourbon barrels. The finishing didn't start until Dave uh, Dave Stewart started doing that out of uh, Balvini back in like 1982.
1: Yeah, but I'm saying, you think it lived 36 years of its life? You you think in In 1982? Yeah, in a
0: refill. I'd call this, I mean, you think about...
1: A bourbon refill. Yeah. Uh, uh, um,
0: Like, the reason... Whoever was... The reason McAllen is so dark... Who
1: was uh, making enough bourbon in 82 that they were sending... Jack. Cask to...
0: Jack Daniels, Jim Beam...
1: But they couldn't call it a bur- couldn't call it bourbon. Maybe Jim Beam or make uh maybe, maybe I'm So it
0: I've, I've got to say this is probably this mm. is definitely got to be an X bourbon barrel because the color's not so dark that it didn't spend time. Like the reason Macallan's so dark is what they do is they age a lot of their stuff in X sherry barrels, and that's what gives it a really dark color. So I would say that even this one, which is kind of like a copper, um, maybe like a light. No, it's not copper. It's more like a what? Golden honey. Yeah, it's golden. Golden color. It, it's got to spend 36 years in, a, in an ex-bourbon barrel. Um, good, good nose notes on this. I do like. Uh, I do smell the fruit cake. Um, some of that cinnamon. A little bit of like uh, the grain notes, the cereal. Um, maybe maybe like a wheatish. Weedish. Yeah, kind of like a yeah, like spinach. a weedy biscuit. But I smell that ginger. Which is classic for Lowland Spayside uh, mix. The bottle could be way more fancy for a ninety or for a thirty-six year old whiskey.
1: Uh yeah, and I mean the price point as well. I mean But uh
0: I don't know. Like I said, I mean, I think the fruit cake, the fruit cake is there. Yeah, the fruit cake is the most prevalent um, taste I get. You get a little of, like the orchard fruits, pears, apples, and a little bit of cherry note to it. Actually, yeah, the cherry comes out a little yeah, bit I like more. The orchard. Kind of, I kind
1: of see the whole orchard, orchard fruit just very light, very open.
0: Yeah, no um, oak. No oak on the nose.
1: Zero. Alright, we're going to taste it. Mmm. Mm. Tastes like apple pie. Man, man, that... What's crazy about that is, I mean, at, at One oh, essentially one oh four proof. That can that stays on the palate and just like, like you can almost you can almost chew it. It has like a a a good viscosity, but it doesn't burn on the tongue. It's it's got come
0: kind of almost a taffy like. Hmm. It's got those like uh, I know we've talked about. digested biscuits, those uh, those O.D. biscuits, um, with like some nice fruit. Like I said, almost like an apple pie. There's a okay, little so bit of simon- cinnamon, little bit of like that stewed apples, those stewed uh, fruits. I do
1: a switch. It's not a. It's not a. It's not taffy. Mm-hmm. It's it is more doughy. It's more biscuit. It's it's not. Yeah. It's not um. It's not candied. It's definitely more
0: biscuity. It's very creamy, actually and on like as it lifts off it's like a, a like an apple jam like an apple preserve on the finish there that is surprisingly good
1: it's surprisingly good
0: like I don't, I don't drink too many still, single still grains. No, still no, no oak. No, no, no oak at all. And I, and I think because of the length of time it sits in that barrel. Yes, the oak is there, but I think the oak kind of dissipates over the years and brings out whatever, uh, whatever the wood held before. So, or brings out the malted notes to it, or brings out the fruit notes to it. Man, this is surprisingly good. So this one dates back to um, 1655, actually. This great? No, Robert Haig, who is the the original owner. He operated a still, like an illicit still, back in 1655. And then finally, in 1824, one of his great-grandchildren, John Haig, which is where the Haig Club whiskey comes from, formerly built and opened the Cambridge Bridge Cameron Bridge Distillery. Uh,
1: you almost said Cambridge again I know.
0: Well I, I studied at Cambridge. I
1: studied at Cambridge.
0: Mm-hmm. Um it's a uh, it's really good. So it's one of the uh, it's one of the oldest and most heavily operated uh, distilleries in uh, in Scotland and Europe actually. Also under Diageo. Hmm. Still? Still. I, um... I, I kind of like this. Which, you know, it's weird, because you know I'm a big fan of David Beckham. And David Beckham is the spokesperson for Head Club. And I've always avoided it, because the price tag on a, on a bottle of Head Club, which is, again, a single-grain scotch whiskey doesn't get great reviews. It's more of like one of those celebrity whiskeys that a celebrity endorses and tries to pass off as really good. Kind of like um, mm-hmm. Ciroc vodka.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I've, I've never actually tried Head Club, but honestly I, I might do it. I might be disappointed because I think this is probably a lot better than Head Club <laughs> will ever be. But yeah, this goes into Johnny Walker as well. really mm-hmm. okay yeah i'm getting more of that like fruit cake notes the apple pie notes and the really creamy um almost like milky finish like it's really heavily oily yeah. on the
1: finish it's like a like a milk cream and i say i mean henna chocolate but it's more like ch- like a, a f- fruity man um The, who's it that had like They had the uh, Kind of strawberry and cream candy
0: Oh Oh those like uh, It's like a red candy With like the white center It's like a hard candy yeah. Like hard candy kind of Yeah uh, And even Someone even had one It was kind of kinda like s- Like a swirled, But Oh cream, I think it was strawberry. light it, w- it was part of the Life servers brand It was basically like a, a Swirl of Red and white Kind of th- That would mix into yeah. the center Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like back in the like late two thousands or mid two thousands. I think that was lifesavers. Yeah, that's a good that's a good note for it. Kind of fruity. It was kind of like a basic it was a basic bitch candy before basic oh, yeah. bitch was a term. Yeah, way before basic bitch was a term. it's it, it's very fruity and very creamy. I'm I'm really surprised at this one. I mean it shouldn't it's be. It's a, I mean a thirty six year old whiskey older is technically always better in whiskey terms.
1: Technically.
0: Technically is
1: better. But but it's it's the MGP and the $100 kind of bottle point makes it makes it pretty trippy. I, makes it nerve-wracking. But you know
0: what? I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed at spending 100 bucks for a bottle of mm-hmm. 36-year-old whiskey. Mm-hmm. It's something you could say, "Hey, look, it's it's a brand you've never heard of. It's 36 years old. Give it a try." And it's not like, look, you go to you go to Total Wine and they're gonna sell you on shelled twenty five, which tastes like McAllen Amber. So
1: here's the thing, too. Let's be honest. If someone had this at a bar and it was a hundred bucks, they're they're in four dollars an ounce. This should this should be a twelve dollar one ounce pour. Right. At a, at a at a bar, you'd be ecstatic if you paid twelve yeah. bucks an ounce.
0: If if this was on a menu, or if
1: you saw this on a menu, yeah, for twelve dollars an ounce, I would definitely buy it. You'd be like, okay, what? You'd be like, what gives?
0: What what gives? Why am I getting a thirty-six-year-old whiskey for twelve dollars an ounce? And I would say, give me give me a try of it. I'll I'll, I'll yeah, try a yeah. dream of it. And honestly, uh, I think Cameron Bridge at thirty-something um, years old. I would take a. I would keep an eye out for on uh, Master of Malt or a uh, spirit company or whatever that that sells this on a uh, on a regular basis and see what I can get. Because honestly, I mean, y- you think of the think of the whiskeys over the over the last couple of years, Brant, that we've spent a hundred bucks on for a single bottle, <laughs> and I mean, I I, I don't know. if... I'm, I don't put this up there with Macallan Rare Cask, but I, I mean, this goes up there with like Macallan 12, Dalmore 12. Um, it, uh, it, it It's definitely a very good whiskey. So I'm going to give this one an 87. Surprisingly good. I was expecting when I, when I saw single grain, I was expecting something like 82, 83. So I'm going to give it an 87.
1: Man, i to tell you this is probably the first time I've given a Scotch a higher mark. Probably, um, because I think I, I think it it drinks clean. It doesn't have the it doesn't have the oak. Um, but I went kind of back for a second drink, and I, I said, okay, I'm probably giving this in the '90s when we go back for a second drink just to see where this is at. Um, it is really and good. I think it's. It is. It is a ninety. I think this is a ninety. I don't. I don't know. I think if, I might have been a little if low trip- on it. If the age is trip, tripping me out, but uh, it's pretty
0: good. I think I might have been a little low on this. This is, this is actually really good. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna bump it up to an then eighty-nine. I think about it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bump <laughs> it up oh, to I'm an eighty-nine because I think it right. deserves a high, that high, high eighties, low nineties range. It really is good. The more you drink it, the better. My only problem is I only have a sip left. Yeah. Like, of all the whiskeys so we've drank the- in this calendar, um, this is a top five. It's top five. Uh, I think this would be. I mean, so in 16 days. 16 days. I, I'm pretty sure that that I only have, a, like, a few more ranked One, higher two. than that. The Talisker on par with it. That Glen Alecky was really good. I did like that a lot.
1: for me um, 1, 2 three. so I had 4 90s I've had 4 90s and 288 so I have a tied 5th place yeah same the here Kylela and the uh, Talisker uh, 8 year but um, outside of that top five have been um, 90 the the Cambus 24 was a 90 uh, yesterday's book Lodic 16 was a 90 this was a 90 and the only one that's beat it has been that uh, Glen Lawsy eight year um, the Hannah whiskey company the uh, lady of the lady of the Glen that's been the best one
0: yeah this one this one is a it, it's tied for fifth with a couple of a uh, couple of whiskeys we drank. Uh, I really, really enjoy this. It was uh, it was very good, very creamy, very uh, milk chocolatey, great fruitcake notes on it. Heavy on the orchard fruits. I really like this. So yeah, I'm gonna go with an 89 final number. Final number, Regis, 89. Well, look, Brant, uh, as we come down to the wire. the the finish on the whiskey advent calendar. We have just eight days left. Eight days. I'm
1: excited to see what else is uh, coming down the pipe. It's been pretty crazy and an adventure so far. We tasted some very unique whiskeys from this single cast calendar. Uh, I would say that there's been some that have been um, exceptional from, I guess, the site on what's the bottle, so knowing a little bit about what we are come to expect when we look at the bottle, like the Brooklottic and Kalela and some of those major brands. Uh, some of them have been shocking, and some of them have been uh, not, not up to, to speakeasy standards, uh, but always something different and something unique uh, coming out of the advent calendar. And that's what's made it so fun. And I can't wait to see what we have tomorrow. Yeah,
0: you know, you know, the beautiful thing about this is, uh, Brent, we have these awesome one-ounce pours that comes out of this uh, Whiskey Admin calendar. It would be perfect, if you have gotten this Whiskey Admin calendar, to refill those bottles, relabel them, and share them with your fellow man, share them with your fellow uh, secret society enthusiast that... Uh, that you can share something different and new and exciting from your catalog, from your collection. Uh, I know I've sent drams of whiskey to various people around the country. Uh, Chris Trostel has a four pack that is sitting on my desk uh, at home, waiting for me to send it to him. I don't know why I haven't done it yet, but I need to get over to the post office, do it, so that we can uh, we can share the share the love of whiskey, and that's really what mm. we we started this. Society about is to share the adventure, share the uh, education that you get from drinking different whiskeys, which is why we decided to do the whiskey advent calendar to uh, to really broaden our palates. Because honestly, Brant, most of these whiskeys I would never get a chance to drink, and never get a chance to taste, and never get a chance to to find these n- little nuanced flavors in in each of these bottles.
1: I mean, I agree. Some of the coolest stuff um, out there that I've tasted so far have been out of this Whiskey Advent Calendar. We've got some high, like I said, we got some high marks, we've got some low marks, um, but it's been a just palate awakening um, for sure from the Advent Calendar. Um, I would say, Scott, uh, as we like to close every night, we can't wait to see what tomorrow brings. We hope you follow along with us as we get close to the holidays, and we hope uh, your cold season and holiday season
0: are full of great whiskey to to warm you up. Before we finish up, we have to remind you we are you know we are we are in rye month. We are going to be doing some rye whiskeys. Uh, go out and get a okay. get that bottle of Rittenhouse Rye. It's not that expensive. You're going to find it pretty much everywhere you can find whiskey. Uh, Thirty bucks for that bottle. It's you know what the best part is if you don't like it neat it's it is the perfect rye for cocktails in fact it's my go to rye for cocktails I don't know about brand but it's my go to rye for cocktails
1: so assuming we're gonna get that um, episode completed at the end of the month yeah. probably post yeah. Advent Advent calendar so yeah so we're talking about Rittenhouse rye is a go to but then one that's just uh a, I guess would say a shelf above that is the we're tasting the Willett family the, the Willett family rye, rye reserve as well. yeah as well, so you kind of have Written House as your everyday. Uh, that's probably your your mid tier, and then if you're looking for something just a shelf above that, um, look for that Willie that Willet Family Reserve. Same people that are making that crazy uh, pot still bourbon um, that you see in the crazy pot still bottle. A, a pretty um, cool bottle too. traditional. Oh, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful bottle, beautiful packaging, um, and that's what they're kind of famous for. But the the rye has definitely also. Um, I think also the rye's got beautiful packaging, kind of a green tint of the packaging, which has become kind of synonymous with a rye. And that crest, that family crest. Yeah, family crest on on it. So um, look for that as well. And be honest with you, if you you know that packaging and you see the crest, always go and pick up the bottle because if by some fucking stroke of luck you pick one up and it's a bourbon uh, and it's not in the pastel bottle, buy it. Um, And if you don't want it, Uh, sell it to me for whatever you bought it for because it's probably an insane uh, deal if you find it it at retail on the shelf. Those bourbons so that's the thing Scott too right now we're talking about it we're December 16th in um, the shit has hit the fan uh, bourbon season by by right now everything is fucking everywhere all your pappy allocations all your rare allocations um, are, are pretty much out by now so get out there and, and unturn you know turn over every stone uh, and ask and just start asking for shit. Don't feel like um, you, you know you're burdening anybody because I can tell you you're probably not the first person today that's asked your local store uh, what's new, what's rare, what do you have, what you know, what's available. Um, you just got to get out there and ask uh, ask people, um, and hopefully you find something limited and rare Uh, and if you don't find something limited and rare hopefully you find something that's new to you Um, regardless of what it is it just may be an everyday bottle uh, but you haven't ran across it before and hopefully you can uh, you know share in that experience this holiday season of finding a whiskey that you've never got a chance to you know taste or explore before
0: yeah and, and look if you're if you're indecisive and you're kind of at the store by all means, you know, post, on the, post on the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash BSCA podcast. You will, you will find that there are, there are whiskey enthusiasts there to help you out and say, hey, I'm heading to the store in an hour. What is everyone recommending? What should I pick up today? And honestly, I think you'll have you know, 50 different answers from 50 different people, yeah. what you should buy and what you should go taste. And maybe it's something new for you.
1: And also, I mean, the, the Facebook time, the Facebook group sometimes is, uh, is uh, super fast responding. So if you're right there in the store and you say, "Hey, I got to choose between A, B, and C," you know, what's your vote? And, and you got it. You probably got a good, you know, five minutes. You can hang around and surf the store. You'll probably get a few answers that say, "I think you should pick X because of this," or "I've had that," or "I haven't had that," or "That sounds interesting." So um, the Facebook groups always awesome for for that. Um, and also, you know, we, we we did this in the conception, and I always encourage people, you know, not to be afraid. If there's something that you are looking for, I mean, obviously, if you're looking for Pappy Twenty Three, it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. But if you look, if you look, if you're looking for something in your area uh, or that's not available in your area, but you've seen somewhere else, I, th- I think I saw someone recently talking about they were looking for Ten Cup Ten. Um, I don't remember exactly who it was. Oh yeah, Maybe yeah, Brent, I saw it. Uh, Brent Barley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brent, I can get it for you any day of the week. Just just shoot me a PM and uh, I can make it happen. Um, but stuff like that, if there's something you're looking for, just reach out uh, to, to the group and somebody can probably find it and would be more than happy to send it to you uh, for cost plus shipping. Um, and that's kind of the thing too. This is not a this is not a this is not a buy sell trade make money profit group. This is definitely a, a more of a sharing group. So we encourage anybody to to find. Find stuff and and you know swap it at retail plus cost. I mean plus shipping cost value and everybody will be. Yeah,
0: I can't to. I can't tell you the number of people that that have been looking for a bottle and I I find it and honestly there, there are times when again uh, I I will share my recommendation for shipping and that's through UPS. They're probably the most reliable for shipping uh, whiskey. Um, don't ask questions. They always get it there on time. It's a little bit of a cost over uh, other places that are less legal to ship it. But yeah. at the same time, they're always there. They're always reliable. Sometimes my gift to the person is the shipping cost. And it's a little bit of out of my day, a little bit out of my pocket. To make sure that someone gets that one whiskey that they can't normally get at home. To make sure that they get to enjoy something new. And honestly, if you... If someone, if you're looking for something like Brant said, post it. Say, hey, I'm looking for uh, Weller Reserve. There are plenty of people in some states, unlike where I live, where Weller Reserve is readily available in liters and liters and liters for ridiculously low prices. When instead of when it gets here, it's like ridiculously overpriced. So share what you're what you're looking for. Share what you're drinking, obviously, uh, but Brant. I guess if you came here to learn. Drink what you learn. And if you came here to share. Share what you drink. And if you came in for, here for a stranger. If you came in here for a stranger. Yeah, if you came in here a stranger. <laughs> if you came in here for a stranger, you might you might exit happy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going you're gonna to exit with a friend. <laughs>
1: oh, and if you came here for an adventure. Drink up. Drink up. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, everybody.